Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your very best life. Since the beginning of the show, my goal has always been to bring you episodes on things that can have an impact on your life and things you can apply today. And I'm really fortunate because I'm surrounded by incredible clinicians who spend their lives helping people live their best life. And today we really have a treat. We have Anna Maria Tosca with me. She is a psychologist and a member of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. She's done all sorts of work in addictions, anxiety, depression, um, helping people really live their best life. And about, I don't know, about a month ago, I reached out to her and asked her to come back on the show because she's a very popular guest on the show. And we were bantering a bit about the topic and she suggested she wanted to do a show on getting happy. And I mean, think about it. Here we are in February. I (laughs) can't even think of a better topic. So I'm absolutely thrilled to have her. So first of all, Welcome to the show, Anna Maria. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Sandra. It's so much fun. I look forward to it every time. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. Now, I'm going to say what I say every show. It very rarely happens. But in case you want to call us, that would be lovely. 1866. People actually joke about this now. I met some people at the workshop last night. We had a workshop in Montreal, a parenting workshop. So there's people who listen to the show and they know I'm always begging for people to call. No one ever calls. (laughs) So they were making jokes about it. That's because a lot of people don't listen to the show live. But in case you're listening live and you want to freak us out, 1-866-472-5792. If you prefer text, it's 1-514-796-4357. If email is more your thing, info at helpforanxietydepression.com. So Maria. Yes. When I reached out to you, it was via email. Yes. And we were talking about doing a show on addiction. We were talking about a few other topics. And you said you were really interested in the topic of getting happy and positive psychology. Yes. My first question to you is, why is that on your mind these days? Well, that's the thing. I, I, I just think too few of us actually practice healthy, positive thinking. Wait, I know that's cheesy on some level, but on purpose. And that's what I, I'd love to, to start here, Sandra, because I want to ask you what you do, not in your downtime, but I'm asking what you do in your in-between time. Ooh. So I'm talking about, yeah. Wow, I like that. Like when you're In-between dri- time is different than downtime? So I want to say when you're driving, when you're taking a shower, when you're washing your hair, when you're washing the dishes, when you're basically getting from place to place. I don't think I'm going to do well on this test. <laughs> I have to say. Uh, I'm just going to say that right school. now. No, is, but I'm going to have the wrong answer, so don't do as I do. Okay, because when I'm driving, I'm usually listening to messages and catching up on right. messages. Although I will say this, right. because I do a lot of work, those messages are often personal. Right. So it's really lovely for me to hear my friends. My friends leave me long messages That's about nice. their lives. That's great. Because we don't always have time to connect directly on the phone. So right. I, I can listen or I can call them back. Sure. In the shower, I don't, like I'm not singing if that's what you're looking for what are you doing I I yeah what are you doing in yeah well this is actually what I'm because this, this is such an interesting question no, this, this is like <laughs> my own therapy too right because I've become so interested in the power of the thoughts you have to change your chemistry as you oh, know right your body chemistry what thoughts you're having yeah I'm wondering about your thoughts so because for me this is this is the thing that has sparked my interest right because I think too few of us in our in-between time or whatever what are we doing we are 
working or God forbid, we're saying I didn't do that properly or I should have done that yeah. better. So we have the critical voice too, but not just the critical voice, this to-do list. Yeah, that's right? what I'm on, my to-do Get list. This done. Now that's beautiful too, because I don't want to take that away from people as well, because I know that that brings some level of mastery and pleasure and satisfaction. But I do think that, and, and I'm going to give you some of the research to prove why, because I have to give you the science in order to start to convince you. You wouldn't be Adam Maria Tosco otherwise. <laughs> well, I know you appreciate oh, that I do. too. Because I like science. I feel the science, you know, puts a fuel under our, you know, under our butt, so to speak, to get mm-hmm. stuff going. So yeah. I want to argue that too few of us actually do very productive things in our in-between time. This is could be your therapy. Okay, in good. your in-between time. So I want to talk about that. Okay. I want to talk about positive emotions and what to do. Okay, so the premise is that on my in-between time, the story I'm telling myself and the thoughts in my brain are going to have a profound effect on my mood. I'm guessing that's on, where we're on going. On your mood, on your chemistry, on your body chemistry, on the enduring lifetime effects. But, oh. and you're going to love this. Oh, I love it I want to talk about an, a, a evolution for a second because think about it. Mm. We, t- we, we deal with anxiety, mm-hmm. okay? Emotions that are conducive to survival. Fear, if we have to uh, escape from the saber-toothed tiger. Of course. Fear, Mm -hmm. disgust, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, nervousness, right? This idea of I need to get out of here. Anger, fear, disgust will Mm -hmm. help us survive, right? Disgust helps us survive, really? Well, well, if we don't want to eat anything poisonous. Oh, right, of course. Saber-toothed tiger, from an evolutionary perspective. Right, we need those emotions. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting then to They're negative. Yes. Right, so our survival emotions. Yes. That's thus the negativity bias, right? our proneness to To the negativity. negativity. Exactly, to the negative emotions. To quote Anna Maria Tosco, we're addicted to negativity. And why not? Because from an an evolutionary perspective, they're beneficial. It's where our brain had to be strongest. And this is why we have to work <gasps> on the other good. stuff. No, Maria Tosca. When I read the evolutionary stuff, I'm like, oh my God, this is so interesting. This is very smart what you just said. So I, I just yeah. want to make sure people are clear. Yeah. What Anna Maria is getting at that's really important is that she's laying the foundation. I know where she's going because I know her well. <laughs> she's laying the foundation for you and for me to remember that if we're not working on this, our tendency is to go towards negative thoughts. We are programmed that way from an evolutionary point of view, which means Gosh, we really have to work on this. Yes. Okay, so how yes. do we do that? Yeah, we're going to do that. Oh, boy. And I, I just want to say we have to seize every moment, though, of course. The in-between time, I know you want that to think about that to-do list. I know you want to think about that meeting. But by the end of this hour, I'm hoping that you can let it go a little bit to do some other things that I once thought, Sandra Reich, were really cheesy. Don't, don't tell me to think more positive. Like, that's so cheesy and that's so stupid and that's I'm so cynical and all that stuff. But when you see the research and oh, how beneficial this it is, is. This is amazing. No, but it ha- you know, we have to. And, okay. this, and this is what my, my, my therapy for myself. So Great, go. You let me know. When I, I, could I start some of the research to start Please convincing you? Please, convince me. Okay. I'm already convinced because no. <laughs> it's you. But it's, it's, all the, it's a very compelling argument yeah. so far. Yeah. Right? And we know from you and from other shows that, of course, the whatever neuronal connections are going on in your brain, you're feeding those neuronal connections. Yes. If they're positive or negative, we're just making more and more of the same thing. Exactly. Okay, so how do we and do this? And I want to argue that the thoughts you're thinking produce chemical signatures, which are emotions. So if you okay. produce negative thoughts, you produce critical thoughts, what's going to happen is the negative emotions are going to set in as a result. And the body's going to say, oh, we're feeling negative emotion. Here are more negative thoughts. Okay. So, so there's the feedback loop that we have to stop. 
Okay, so a few things, a few interesting uh, studies that I came across to convince you, but I know you're convinced. Let's start to convince everybody else. Everybody else. else. Right? So the idea that when you do, um, so again, I'm not going to go into the methodology of all of these studies, but what happens when you, from a methodologically sound perspective, studies have been done, when you have more positive thinking or when you've been made to feel good. So think about treatment group, control group. Treatment group is meant to feel good, for example. What happens as a result is there's more creative, integrative, flexible thinking, but I'm going to make this more practical for all of us. We get whole picture mentality. So you know when you're stuck on a problem and you're reading something or you're reading a paragraph or you're trying to solve a problem and you're stuck on it, I want to say, can you see that that's thinking small in a way? Yeah. Like you're there, you're analyzing, and yeah. you can't really back away. Right. One right, of the right. benefits from the research that I found is that we have a more broadened view to see a whole picture. So you want to solve your problems? I'm telling you now, you need to take a step back. You need to take a step back. But in order to facilitate that, you need to, on a daily basis, practice the positive thinking. Okay. We're going to talk about how to do that as well. Yeah, I definitely We're going to need the strategies. Right. So one of the benefits is whole picture, whole picture stuff, which is amazing. What I also found interesting is that they tested physicians. And when physicians were made to feel better, again, using methodological stuff, they actually... um, uh, held up on the pre-diagnosis, they actually diagnosed better. Oh, really? Because they were made to feel good before studying a case. Wow. Right? Wow. Again, research research results. Um, and after 9-11, they yeah. found out that people who were more resilient, and so they had the more resiliency, more resiliency led to more gratitude, and more gratitude led to more positive learning, right. and less depression, because 70% of people, based on the research that I found, 70% of people were depressed after 9-11, of course, when they yeah. were asked about it, right? Right. So the idea of anybody who was prone to positive thinking actually were, was, were saved from depression. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So the science really speaks for itself. You know, it's 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 all there. So it's a it's win-win. There. There's it, no doubt about that. Absolutely. Okay. And I'm so sorry, I'm because I'm obsessed with this stuff. And you and people are interested in cardiovascular recovery, I'm sure yeah. as well, like heart stuff. Yeah. So people were meant to feel anxious, given a short film, and when it was an amusing short film. What happened at the end of it was the cardiovascular recovery um, was lessened and was easier when you were watching something funny. So your body just like physically amusing. heals better. <sighs> right. So, But you know where stuff. we're going to go. Like we're going to take a break in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, but that's not, yet, yeah. not yet. Not but, yet. But you know, you know, I'm going to play the voice yeah. of cynical people. Please. Good. Because I think we all know that positive thinking is good for us. I right. don't think that's a novel concept. Right. But I think there's a part of us that goes like, is, you know, are we supposed to be Pollyanna and say everything's great when things are not great? Exactly. You know, so before we get into the strategies, what do you say to people who say, or even yourself, when Mm -hmm. you're having a bad day and you're like, oh yeah, I should be doing my positive thinking. Like, yeah. Is there not some resistance in you? Absolutely. Okay. So when you're having a bad day, you ride out the bad day. You ride out? You ride out the bad day. What's that In other words, like I want to say lovingly, throw in the towel that day. Throw in the towel. Yeah. Okay. I want to say when we're do you when throw in the towel? Absolutely. What does that look like in your life? What does that look like? Oh, it this looks is like, so interesting. No, but I love this. Why do you throw in the towel? Because you throw, like, I love the way you described it. You're like, okay, what happens when you're just having a bad day? Yeah. You had a bad meeting. Yeah. You know, you're feeling bad yeah. about yourself or whatever. You're not feeling good. You didn't yeah. eat well. Throw in the towel. What does that look like? That, that looks like, listen, my negative thoughts are going to take me today. That's okay. I'm going to allow it to happen. And then you're going to commit to something else. You're going to, for example, me, if I'm having a bad day, I write it out. The next morning, I'm getting up and I'm doing these strategies that we're going to talk about, one of which is going to be meditation, of course. Uh, but you get up 
and then you you know you make a commitment because the thing is we don't realize that if you hold positive thoughts for a certain amount of time they are going to um, take over you know, for a certain period of time. Like if you put yourself in a particular mood, you can ride out that good mood in the same way you can ride out a bad mood. Right. You have to consciously milk the good stuff. Yeah. On purpose. Right. But that's what I want people to do oh, in I their have, downtime. Oh, I have questions. Before we take a break, and we're gonna we'll come back from the break, we'll do the strategies. Yeah. I just want to know one thing from you yes. very quickly. Yes. How has this impacted your life? Oh my God. So and my husband can attest to this, of course. Um, I'm coming home, and I know this again, this sounds Pollyanna, but I don't care at this point. You know what? It works, put, it works. Put up or shut up at this yeah. point, people. Yeah, yeah. Like Say it's it straight po- positive stuff. straight talk with Henry. So um like, you know, put up or shut up. This this stuff works. You have to do it on purpose. Okay. Your husband is saying so. What? My husband is attesting to. I'm coming home. I'm in a good mood. I'm coming home. I'm excited about the future. I'm coming home, and I'm optimistic. And I'm this is not home. how you were before. Well, to be honest, not as much. Not as much. Not as much. Not as much. And okay. then the thing is, too, what you attract on the outside in terms of people. I was about to tell you before, and then I know we had to get the radio show started, but weirdly, this past month, because I'm hardcore in this now. There's a reason why I wanted to talk about this now, because right. I'm hardcore in it. That enough's enough. Right. I'm tired of my, like, you know, critical voice and all that stuff. And all out of nowhere, I'm thinking, I thought about it today on the way here, because I was in the car, downtime, positive thinking, right? I'm going, I got a weird compliment from so-and-so, and then I got this great compliment from so-and-so, and then, oh my God. God, that's true. And then the secretary at work said this about me. And it was just kind of this weird, coincidental, serendipitous explosion of things that I'm attracting, probably based on my attitude. Right. I have other beliefs there too, but I think based on my attitude, based on how I'm carrying myself, there's stuff that's coming my way that wasn't coming my way in the kind of abundance that is coming. Right. It's awesome. So it's, it's, so it's, it just keeps on like yes. it's circular, it keeps on going. Okay. So I know if you're listening and you are listening that you're dying to know how to do this. Yes. So we'll take a short break, sit tight um, and get your pen and paper out because mm. we're going to have play by play strategies. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back on straight talk with Sandra Rich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness.
You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Back on Straight Talk, one thing I love about doing the radio show is having on a brilliant, brilliant clinician to teach us stuff. And I'll tell you, Anna Maria Tosco is in the house, and she is on fire. She is very passionate. I wish you could see her face. She's so (laughs) into it. So, Anna Maria, you've got me all fired up. You know, you mentioned meditation, so I do meditate, so I'm curious about that. But you're talking about a lot of strategies. Before we get into strategies, let's go back one step about the idea that on your in-between time well, I guess that's the strategies. What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Talk to me. So, yeah. So I want to I wanna preface this, though, with the following. Now, if I were, you know, clinically depressed or swimming in my symptoms uh, where I needed, you know, psychological help, but psychological help in the way, because positive psychology is psychological help, but at Absolutely. the same time, it's not when you're swimming in your... When you're swimming in your symptoms, you uh, you know you need the psychologist to do different strategies. Positive psychology might not be the way to go. Now, some positive psychologists might say that's not true or whatever. But in my opinion, look, when you're clinically depressed, I'm not going to do these strategies right. with you because you'll tell me where to go. Right. Right. These I feel that these strategies are really for hey, you did your work, you did your therapy, you were feeling low or you had symptoms, you know, you've moved past them, and yeah. now you want to kind of enhance for self development. This is where these strategies come in. I should mention she's a teacher too by the way you're great at teaching thank you I love it I love this stuff um okay so now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about some Pollyanna strategies that I personally use okay I'm gonna say blow drying your hair okay washing dishes for example on my favorite is in the car like you know where I live your favorite is to blow dry your hair in the car (laughs) so confused what are you talking about woman (laughs) my favorite time to do this stuff is in the car I do it blow drying my hair too, washing oh, dishes, okay. but in the car is like the best because okay. you're kind of in a meditative state in the car, you okay. know, you know, we're, we're, we're on, on autopilot. Okay. So I know this sounds very strange, but I'm actually encouraging people. And again, it's to enhance the, the positive chemistry in your body to, uh, in those enduring effects, those cardiovascular effects, all of that's the science stuff I talked to you about how to do that. One thing I like to fantasize about the future and that's the thing once upon a time, I would have said, this is so stupid. But if you believe in the science, it's not stupid. I need you to find a way. And if this sounds cheesy to you, fine. I don't care. But my thing, fantasizing about the future, thinking about positive memories and milking them. You know, vacations you want to take or will be taking. Because here's the thing. People are blow drying their hair or they're in the car and they're thinking about your to-do list. What do I need to complete? How do I, how can I be efficient? And hey, you know me, I like efficiency too. But the thing is when you're consumed with that, like why, why not just start to fantasize about something randomly, but as a therapeutic strategy for you. And I dare you to do it. I dare you to do it for one month. I dare you to do it for one month and then report back in terms of your mood. If you have like a, a mood chart that you use, an app, I dare you to do this kind of thing in your in-between time, fantasize about something, look forward to something, but not just for a minute. I'm saying maybe three minutes, so four let, minutes. Let's take an example. Minutes. So like yeah. when you say you fantasize about your future, like yeah. a lot of people, like myself included, might be like... I didn't even have a thought about my future. It's like, what do you fantasize about? Like, give us, share with us a personal example. See, this is where I don't want to, I don't want to get specific. You want to know why? Not because about privacy, but because sometimes these fantasies can't be, you can't hold them positively because there's um, disbelief. 
there's resistance in your fantasies because you don't believe that you can have stuff. So that's why fantasies can only be possible if you believe. So uh, if you if fantasizing fantasizing is likely not for a lot of people. So, so I would say vacations. I would say, you know, I would say, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to? Nicer weather this summer. What are you going to be doing with your family? What about positive memories from the past? But milking it. Like, don't you have, like, I'm thinking about that time I went to Cuba. And if I, and that has the best vacation of my life. And if I just stood there in that memory for five minutes, I would really feel good. The problem is that you stay in a memory and what happens? Like, you tell me if this happens to you, but you stay in a memory and you kind of go, like, uh, that was a long time ago, or, oh, that was the best vacation ever, but I'm never going to have one like that again, or that was in the past. Why am I thinking about that? Like, am I wrong? What's your experience there? If you hold something in your mind, do you milk it and kind of purely have the joy of that memory, or do you have resistance that, that comes Okay, in? well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm weird like that. I do a bit of both. I think I do do this a little. I'm very, very, very sentimental, and so I do, uh, that falls under milking it. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm a person who believes like anything that happens, we celebrate. It's yeah. a big thing. We it's make, true. It's so true, guys. It's amazing. I, well, She's Sandra like, Reach's wonderful. The center, like it's like, true. Yeah. Like we're coming up to an anniversary at the yeah. center. Yeah. I'm just thinking we got to do something. 21. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so in one way, I think I'm quite good at it. In another way, yeah. When you were talking about Cuba, I was thinking about a vacation that I took to Cuba and I think what you're talking about is you qualify it. Yes. So I was thinking oh, about yes. like that the word. first vacation I took with my husband to Cuba and we were like, like, I mean, we're very in love now, but we were madly in love. Yeah. And I think that the danger is I might say to myself, oh, that was beautiful. Oh, to be first in love again, which, right. which takes away a little something. I want something. I think what you're talking about is to not qualify it. Yes. Just sit in it. Thank you. Yeah. That's such a beautiful way to describe it. Yeah. I don't, because what happens is we judge or we polarize right. all good or you know, right. all bad or the right, negative right. stuff seeps in. But I want to, I want to encourage people to just get, whether it could be memories. If it's, if you don't want to think about the past, I encourage you to think about the future. I'm looking forward to vacations with my kids this summer. I'm looking to, you know, one day going to Disney world and, you know, doing it up really good. Like t- to hold that and the chemicals that are produced with that joy, that pure joy, no resistance, you know, catch yourself when you're going, Oh, that's never going to happen or it's going to take us so long to make the money to go to Disney World like that's what happens right with our thoughts we rarely have like kind of have the pure thoughts outside of the resistance and right. I'm just encouraging people go pure a go bit pure. more often do you find that there's competitive thoughts in what way like you're thinking about Disney World with your kids and then a competing thought comes and says it doesn't really dismiss Disney World but it goes to what are you doing about that email that's waiting for you at home absolutely like, yeah so what now if if you if we can if I can qualify that for a second what with that email that's waiting for you at home what's the goal of attacking that email again is it productivity is it uh, 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 achieving accomplishment to do list what is it to do list to do list so I'm thinking that your brain like the monkey brain that they talk about my brain loves to sit in fantasy or really happy times but then. I guess a very responsible part of me that's been highly trained to be responsible exactly. kicks in right. and says, it doesn't say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, but it just goes to work. Right. It goes back to work. Exactly. And yeah. so if I were you, I would be thinking, what does that do for me? You know, why why does my brain go there? Why am I trained this way? What is it about me? Like, how, what do I believe about me 
that I have to complete this task. Right. Oftentimes it's about worthiness. Yeah. Oftentimes it's you right. know, the foundation of all of our yeah. negative thoughts, often our worthiness. Right. Right. So what I would suggest now, now we're really talking about the strategies, is th- this is why it's work. You have to you know, uh, uh, exercise. Uh, you have to extrapolate that stuff when you're doing the work that I'm talking about. Like, so you are committing so to the pureness of the thought. So you go back to the, exactly. the Cuba thoughts at that it, moment. Exactly. You're like, whatever with right. the email, let me go back to Cuba. Exactly. Right. If you can. And it takes practice. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. And you I do this. pureness. Yes. Regularly. Regularly. When you're driving life. and when you're blow drying yes. your hair. Yes. And the thing, the key is absence of resistance. Okay. Just for a few minutes. Okay. And then the chemicals that it's producing, it's just a beautiful feedback loop. And then you end up enhancing your mood. It's just, it's just super beneficial. Wow. Right. And I mean, there, there are more strategies oh, I want to talk to you going, about too. Keep going. Um, again, these things for me, I thought were superficial. Like uh, at the beginning, I'd be like, don't tell me to do this, but the, the amount of positive emotion that comes out of it. So one of the things from the research that I read, one of the positive uh, psychology strategies that work over time that have enduring effects involve a gratitude visit. I haven't tried this one yet, but it involves writing a letter to someone that you feel you need to thank, that you haven't thanked properly, and delivering this letter to them. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, the amount of you know joy that you feel, the amount of like gratitude, the amount the reception that you get, like all of the emotions associated with that kind of activity are positive psychology related. Yes. Now, that to me, I'm like, okay, that one's interesting. But, you know, I, I, you know, if it's interesting to you, please try it, you know. But um, also, there's something else that they do. There's called character strengths. And I do this with my clients now as well. So it's, it's you know, uh, Seligman, right? The the founder of positive yeah, psychology. Yeah, he, he does, he has these character strengths. So there's yeah. about 24 character yeah, yeah, strengths, yeah. right? I'm familiar and, with these. Yeah. And so the thing is, what I do with my clients now is I give them a list of their character strengths and they have to tell me how these character strengths show up in their life, why and how. So I'm just going to read you some of them. Sure. Right? Creativity, curiosity, perspective, bravery, honesty, uh, perseverance, kindness, social intelligence, uh, um, forgiveness, right? These kinds of things, fairness, leadership. So it's up to them to tell me, you know, how this comes up, why this comes up three times in the week for a month. Okay. So you're essentially celebrating your character strength because guess what? When we're dealing with people who have low self-esteem or low self-worth, it's time for you to consider legitimately what are your strengths without resistance Tell me what your strengths are. Mm. And I need you to keep a journal. I need you to tell me what your strengths are. Um, you know, for you know, three times in one week, what happened? What what was the strength that was exhibited? Where you used so it, why? Let's make sure this is broken up. Yeah, so if sure. I find out a strength of mine is honesty. Yes. So if I was doing if I was your client and I was doing a homework assignment, I would find three times in a week where my honesty showed up mm-hmm. and I used it as a strength of mine. To honor it. Yes. I mean, you can do it that way, or you can look at your character strengths list at the end of a day or at the end of the week and say, okay, well, these are the things that happen and character strength there, character strength there, character strength there. Right. And sometimes what's beautiful is the homework assignment is choose three different character strengths. Now. Ah, okay. You know, so you keep finding out your things. Keep finding out your things. Right. And milking it, basking in it without the resistance right. is key. 
Okay, so the resistance is what we have to watch. And why do, why does the resistance come up so much for people? Because, I mean, the, the as we know very well, the critical voice is there, the low self-esteem is there, the low self-worth, the not believing in yourself, all of that stuff. Or the cynicism, you know, and the sarcasm. And you know me, and, you know, that's, I love sarcasm. It's it's great. And, of course, it's, it's super funny and stuff. But we have to watch ourselves with sarcasm. We have to watch ourselves with um, self-depreciating humor. I call it like the Amy Schumer effect. Like, right. you know, she, you know, I love it. Self-depreciating humor is hilarious. You know, watch it. Yeah, be careful. You know, be careful with that, right? Especially if there's a low self-esteem issue. If you're not remembering what your strengths are, you're screwing yourself over. Okay, so when we come back, a lot of people won't know what critical voice means. So yes. I want to briefly explain that to people. So uh, sit tight, as I like to say. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich with Anna Maria Tosco, who is a psychologist, a licensed psychologist, um, who specializes in many, many different things mm-hmm. and definitely emotions being on that and yeah. helping people really to feel better when, when they are clinically depressed, when they're anxious, relationship issues, those are all your areas. So mm-hmm. you had mentioned that you, if there's a deep depression, you, you obviously treat that first. Yes. Once people are sort of on dry land and yeah. standing tall, then you bring in something called positive psychology, which is really very scientific and very interesting so before the break we talked about the critical voice yeah as being one of the places that there's a lot of resistance so for people listening who don't know what that means what do you mean when you say a critical voice the critical voice also known as inner critic that internal narrative that essentially beats you up 
you know, uh, I'm not good enough at this. You failed the exam. How could you? Your parents are going to be so mad at you. Or you know, why do we do that? It's I, you know what, Sandra. I, I, I always, I say to my clients, I'm like, it's just so, it's so ancient and it's so old. Like, I feel like it's been there. It's, we've internalized it, you know, from, I don't know, elementary school aged or some kind of uh, criticism, a teacher, a coach, a parent, and it just follows us forever unless we do something. What do you think? Like, well, do you have yeah. that experience too with yeah, your clients? Yeah, I just- think that the critical voice definitely is things that have been said to you that you've held on to. And they become your beliefs about yourself. They yeah. often do come from our parents, which are well, they're well-meaning, but they might have said, oh, you're so slow. You're always late. Exactly. Or something of that nature. Yeah. And then you just, that voice stays in your head. I mean, um, like we, we were talking about um, performance and to-do lists. And you were saying that people who are like that, of which I am one of them, have to go to the bottom, have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really that complex for me to figure it out. Like the critical voice in my family was you got 95 in school, where are the missing five marks? Right. So sometimes because I am a therapist and I am very aware of this, I'm watching myself. I often will see myself talking to myself exactly like that. My critical voice will be going, well, yes, you got this, this, and this done, but you didn't get this, this, and this done. And I say, oh, hello, critical voice. You got 95 in school, not 100. Exactly. But And I have to fight it. I'm a therapist. I'm trained at this. And I have to fight it every day and go, amen. like, I have to swear it in and say, F off. Yeah, amen. Okay, I yeah. got a lot done today. Yeah. But it's the neuronal pathways were formed a long time ago. Exactly. And, you know, like that's where we absorb them. So people listening have mm-hmm. all their own internal critical voice. That was an example of mine. Yeah. I like uh, when people know personal examples. What's one of yours? Sure. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> oh, this is kind of benign. I wish it was a bit more, it was a bit more juicy, but you know me be, with time. Yeah. yeah you like, were talking about that when you got here today. You're, you know, you you're late. So for me with my, you know, with my jobs, I'm seeing clients or I'm in class. So it's like, you know, for me to be a few minutes late, I'm I am overly caretaking for the client. I'm overly caretaking for my students. Like it's not okay. So the critical you voice says it's be not okay. late. Yeah, and you can't be late. And of course, you know, having to call myself out on it often having to look at models as well some people around me that's super helpful I love it I have Sandra Reese in my head sometimes with time she chills me out with time I'm like I have eight minutes that's enough Sandra Reese wouldn't be uh you know she wouldn't be freaking out over eight minutes meanwhile I'm going eight minutes oh my god I'm gonna be late so your critical voice <laughs> wait a sec so let's just yeah. try this again your critical voice says that you shouldn't be late yeah and does this come back from a parent's voice? Absolutely, I would say. What were you? What did you hear growing up that made you have that voice? I, I think it's the work ethic of my, you know, Being old school Italian, you know, uh, you know, immigrant parents. Oh, for where sure. it's you, you work hard, you go to work, you know, you shut up, you go to work, you do your thing. Right. And right. and you don't you're not late for work. Right. And but many you, and people you listen listening to- might say, well, that was really good that your parents taught you that. It's good to be on time. And they might even say, my parents taught me to excel right. at things. Listen, there's a good side, but there's also a downside, right? When it's excessive. So we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I still like to get things done. You're still going to try to be punctual. Exactly. But the critical voice has to go. So when you're running late, it's to be loving and compassionate to yourself. <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah. So this is actually, and I want to take it a step further, because what Sandra is saying, brilliant, and this is what you know we do with our clients, and it's such important therapy. You 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 have to deal with the inner critic, the critical voice. You have to be compassionate. You have to reparent. Right. And you have to do it often, right? Which is what you you just said you do I it every said day. I do it every day. So now I want to enhance this, Sandrish, because it's important. Hey, yeah, I know I do that. I love, but I always do that <laughs> yeah. too. I love it. Like I I. 
Uh, yes, that's important, and it's a lifelong thing. I want to add something, though. Then imagine if you can. Now, again, you have to be, you know, relatively healthy, you know, good well-being. You know, you're not clinically depressed or anything like that. But So you're doing this inner critic stuff. You're doing your self-esteem work, and I want you to enhance it with positive psychology because the thing that's missing is essentially that pure joy, you know, emotion, I want to say meditation, we'll talk about meditation, I know, but that thing in the absence of resistance, more often in your week, because then it's not just you fighting the critical voice and and training yourself over time and kind of beating down something negative, it's letting something positive flourish. Okay. Like, that's what I want to add to everybody's regimen. You know what I mean? Letting something positive flourish. Flourish. Beautifully said. Right, because, and a lot of this positive psychology stuff, you know, they create, I mean, positive psychology has its critics too, but positive psychology does some criticizing as well to like the medical model, which is like, you know, psychologists treat bad things Mm -hmm. when, you know, they're saying, hey, what about allowing the, the growth and the flourishing and the, you know, perpetuating of the positive emotions right. as opposed to, you know, you know, helping the negative emotions or the okay. negative symptoms. That makes sense. So that's, uh, you know, that's, that's just what I want to add. So depression, critical voice, practice, yes. But then I want, I want everybody. I want everybody listening. This is your homework. I want you to add something here. I want you to add a positive psychology practice, be it the gratitude visit, be it uh, acknowledging your character strengths, be it fantasizing about something for five minutes every day, looking forward to something, feeling that pure joy. Because I want to say then maybe the working on your inner critic and stuff will get easier with the flourishing and the growth of that beautiful positive beautiful flowers growing exactly and sort of pushes the weeds away exactly so Anna Maria new uh, program new program yeah new program Anna Maria meditation has a huge role in this yeah totally why? Okay. And how? Yeah. So with, with regard okay. to meditation, what happens is you, you, you quiet your mind. When you quiet your mind, you stop thoughts. Okay. Sorry. And you know, you stop thoughts and you not only stop, I mean, you stop negative thoughts, of course, and you're also stopping any kind of thought, any positive thought too. But the idea of sitting, practicing the absence of resistance, Okay. the absence of resistance often like listen some some you know some of the teachers that I followed they, they they would encourage you to meditate for an hour a day right and I realized that's you know not very uh, uh, likely you, you used I, to used to, I used to I used to yeah, yeah. I, again I got good results now yeah. I'm doing it for about 15 minutes okay which some theorists well I feel much enough. better to hear that because yes. I remember when you used to do 90 minutes you yeah. got me into it for yeah. a while but it's just not realistic it's really not realistic yeah. that's the thing so the thing what I the reason why I encourage meditation I actually encourage meditation before adopting the positive psychology stuff to practice the absence of resistance okay. so you're sitting there for 15 minutes and listen at the beginning maybe it's going to take you longer because it will take long for you for those thoughts to kind of go away for those you know for the hamster to stop going depending on your day don't do it in the middle of the day please don't do it in the middle of the day the risk of doing it at night is that you can fall asleep of course they say do it before your kids wake up wake up 15 minutes early before work even at that i know it's not realistic find 10 minutes something before so that you can quiet your mind in the absence of resistance to practice the absence of resistance i would uh, uh, recommend this before adding a positive psychology element because you could learn how to toss those aside for a second and then just bask in the joy of these you know what happens after doing some of these positive psychology things okay so 
when you were talking about those negative days where you just sort of like right off the day, yeah. and then you said the next morning you wake up and you start with a meditation. Yes. Is this a guided meditation that you do? It could be. What do you do? I love that you asked that because when I talk to my clients about it, they go, so what do you, is there an app? Is there a music that you recommend? Is there like a, something that you can send me on YouTube? And I said, you know what? No. 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 Because I don't know about you, but I my my little my bibits my issues my wounds might come in and say I don't like this voice Man, my saboteur comes in and yeah, wants yeah. to come in and sabotage my work so and all of that so of course it has to be good for you it has to be good for the, I, I, I gotta tell you it could be guided one day it could be you know interesting sounds like chakra bowls sounds it could be so you beautiful do, you music, do all sorts of different things all sorts of different things and that's what I recommend to my clients because the thing is if I send you something and it's a voice that you don't like right. or it reminds you of your aunt or whatever, right, right, right. if you're quite rigid or perfectionistic, you're like, I have to do it this way. Yeah. No. So I allow so some you, freedom with that. So you yourself though, like you don't know in advance which meditation you're going to do. Exactly. You check, this is an important piece, you check what are you in the mood for. Which is, uh, you know, very, goes hand in hand with you, what you practice and preach, yes. which is check in with yourself what yeah. you need so, so before you, I do so, a meditation so you might say to yourself you know what I'm in the mood for some quiet music right now for 15 minutes absolutely but you're really talking about quieting the mind for yes. about 15 minutes whichever way you see fits exactly and you know we know there's tons of research on meditation but what do you feel how important is meditation in your life so as we know, when we, I mean, given the fact that we're anxiety, you know, a therapist and stuff, we know that it's so important to be able to have control over your body, to know that you have control over your body at any moment in time. If you can, you know, quiet your mind, sit down and breathe. And the more you do that, the more confident you are in that ability. So the thing is, it's it's empowerment. And it's actually the ultimate, most ultimate form of self-care out there. If you can quiet your mind, know that you have control over your body and know that you have choice right in where to go yeah uh, in the within the meditation but also after what thoughts am I going to choose right right and you have to push through you have to push through those thoughts that are like oh my god I have to get this done I have to submit this and uh, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean you have for to. sure for sure uh, yeah um, so do you recommend that people do meditation like once a day or many times so, a day? Yep, once a day. I would say once a day is enough. Uh, and also, too, we, just to let you know when you're doing it properly, because so many people wonder, am I doing it properly or whatever? It's just, the, the, it's, it is this feeling of detachment. So if you don't get there the first few times, that's fine. But when you start to feel numb or if your hands are, let's say, together, or they're on your lap, and then you're like, whoa, I don't know where my hand begins or my hand ends and my leg begins, or I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of detached. That's it. And your only motivation is to is to sit there through it. And listen, when I was doing hardcore meditation, right, I had I attended a workshop where they made us meditate for six hours, six hours in one weekend. What they teach is you have these urges to get up and go. Your phone rings, you have yeah, to get yeah, up yeah. and go. You know what I mean? Or you're like, you think that the doorbell rings or you're waiting for a package and you're like, you know what? I'm going to like just listen a little bit for the doorbell and then I'll get up or you know what? My dad's going to call right now. So I'll just leave my phone here. I'll just... I'll just wait for my dad. No big deal. And my dad will call and I'll say what I need to say and I'll hang up and I'll go back to my meditation. No. 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 The objective no. is, you know, having control over your body and, and that empowerment, that time for you. It's the ultimate form of self-care and you commit to it. And the more you practice that, the better it is for your choice of thought, 
the better it is for your, you know, your, your, the pureness, the joy, if you're practicing any positive psychology strategies, it's just, so you're laying, the, you're basically laying the foundation. Yeah, with the meditation. exactly. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back on straight talk with Sandra Reich. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we are back with Anna Maria Tosco, psychologist, talking about getting happy. And getting happy is, you know, and I started the show by talking about we are in February. A lot of people are not happy right now. We're getting a lot of calls for people feeling very discouraged. The weather, I mean, we live in the north here, mm-hmm. so it can get very gray. And uh, the winter can be very depressing for people. So you've talked about a lot of strategies people can do. Uh, but would you not agree that getting happy before any strategies is a choice? Oh, my God, Sandra. I love that. It's so true because it's like... I, I think self-esteem is a choice. Happiness is a choice. And it just, it, it, at a certain point in your life, you actually have to, it's like choose it or lose it. Right. You know, like I, I, I remember writing something on, on the Sassy Psychologist about self-esteem, choose it or lose it. Happiness, oh, choose, like you know, happiness, choose it or lose it. And it, it, I know that sounds so vague, but at a certain point, you really do have to choose the better feeling thought. I mean, what do you mean when you say, you know, happiness is a choice? So w- what does that mean? How does one choose happiness? I know I think it means choosing a happier thought, knowing that you can do that. Uh, you know, what about you? Look, I think, and it's going to be a little provocative, I think that we have to be very honest with ourselves. And I think sometimes we choose misery. I think there are collateral benefits to feeling sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we talked about on the show a few weeks ago about the idea, like people say they hate the winter. Mm -hmm. But if you live in a place where there's a winter, then you can make the best of the winter 
or you can hate the winter. So there's got to be a benefit to complaining and being negative. And we don't talk about that, but there are benefits. Do you the, agree? The alluring uh, factor of victimization. Oh, just right? for As example. A, yeah. Just for example. <laughs> yeah, you know, what's so alluring about being the victim, it's right? It's so alluring. Yeah. Anna Maria, what are your thoughts on why it's so seductive to yeah. be a victim? I have to tell you, yeah. for Straight Talk listeners, the older I get, the more I walk through my life, the more I see people can get incredibly seduced into the victim and, and yeah. they may never want to get out. I know. Why? It's it's so heartbreaking to see somebody. For, for those of you who don't, you don't know what we're talking about, you know the idea of, uh, we all have pity parties, as Sandra says, you know, yeah. we have our pity parties and we're entitled, but the, the I want to call it, um, forgive the word, the pop culture, but mentality, the victim mentality. So I um, feel so sorry for myself. It's so unfair. I can't believe this is happening to me. Nothing good ever happens to me. And look at all of these environmental factors that are contributing to this. And so, of course, these environmental factors are legitimate and they're valid and stuff. But it's we have to realize when we are being a victim. It's so alluring because being a victim allows you to complain. Being a victim allows yeah. you, allows for people to um, you know, comfort you, you know, what are uh, the other seducing factors of being a victim? They're rampant, but I want, I want people to start thinking about that. Like why feeling sorry for myself, this is happening to me feeling, and I'm feeling sorry for myself. What is so appealing? What is so alluring about that? But really lately I've been seeing this a lot and I really, I, I'm not sure I a hundred percent have the answer because there's certain people I've met that just, they can't get out of the victim. They uh, just can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, so what I realized is it removes all responsibility from you. As long as you're the victim, yeah. then there's a perpetrator. Yeah. And you're the good guy. Mm-hmm. And they're the bad guy. Yeah, always. And you're off the hook. Yeah. For me, it's a very foreign concept because I almost flip the other way. Like, I, if I have a conflict with someone, my first question is, what did I, well, maybe I did something wrong. Right. Right. So I'm so extremely the other way. And I'm not complimenting myself because that's slightly caretaking slash codependent. So it's just another psychological problem. Yeah, sure. So sure. I'm, not <laughs> I'm not throwing flowers at myself. But Psychologists very, are all caretakers right, in recovery. Right. Or codependent. But it's very foreign to me, the concept. But I don't think victims realize that the price tag they pay for not having responsibility is they have no control over their lives. Getting happy gives Mm. you control over your life, doesn't it? I love this. So you're correlating like happiness with removing the victim. Absolutely. I love that. It's worth it to take responsibility and find out that you can be like a bit of an, like an idiot sometimes or do things wrong and know that you can change it. I think it's a good deal. Don't you? Absolutely. I would, I mean, with some people, I know it's so hard for them to get out of the victim and it's heartbreaking because you're sitting there and you're listening and you're like, wow, this is so victim. But even got, you know, sometimes in therapy, I actually build up a relationship where you can bring that up. And you know, that people with hardcore, you know, victim consciousness are just so resistant to it and they're not going to choose the happiness. Right. They're not going to. Right. Is that frustrating for you oh, when that happens? Hard. Especially since it's you are so passionate yeah. about happiness and getting happy. Right. I mean, do you feel sometimes that with clients and people listening that sometimes you can like you also almost have to step back. That that is that, the only that's, that's the only choice. way. They want to be victim. What can you do? Yeah. And for anybody who has someone like this in your life, you know, you can't be their therapist. You do right. have to step back and almost tolerate And that's where the codependency comes in. Because if you keep trying to help them, that's when it's you're starting to get yourself into trouble because they don't have to get happy nobody has to get happy i guess the question of the hour today Mm. the question for the listeners is why wouldn't you want to get happy yeah that's a 
big question. Why wouldn't you? Do you agree that some people just don't want to get happy? Yeah, I mean, I get, I mean, with regard to um, being a victim, with regard to feeling like they can't, again, it's all pointing to, I can't do it, uh, inner critic, you know, this is so stupid, like, yeah, if this is the kind of uh, cognitive pattern that they have, then they're they're not going to reach the point where they say, oh, I want to get happy, what are the, what are the steps to go there, you know, this is, and this is the person who positive psychology techniques won't work for, right, right, this is the other stuff, this is the psychodynamic techniques, this is the CBT stuff that they have to go to first before even thinking about you know, getting happy or doing any right. kind of positive psychology. Yeah, well, stuff. I guess, you know, that's the thing about these psychology in general and positive psychology and strategies is in a way they're not as sexy as people would like because they're not instant and they're not something that, you know, you go to the therapist and you're cured. No you way. You have to do the work. work. It's the biggest message of this show and of my career. Mm-hmm. It, there is no magic. I always say when I speak, if there was magic, I would have found it, bottled it, and it, made a billion dollars. Totally. You totally. Know, and plus I would have avoided all the pain that I've gone through in my life. Totally. There's no magic. you got to do the work. Like it's, even today's show, you've given a whole bunch of strategies, yep. but they're work. Right, exactly. Meditation. you yep. got to do. you got to be fantasizing. you got to be writing gratitude letters. you yeah. got to be yeah. putting your brain in a good place. Like, man, yeah. that feels like a lot of work. And it is. And you know what? I'm not going to make any excuses for it. It's like going to the gym. At yeah. a certain point, if you want results from therapy, it's just like getting results from the gym. And I'm sorry if this, you know, this pisses people off, but like you have to do the work. You're not going to get abs if you go to the gym once and do a few crunches. So how do you fit this all into your life? You know, you're talking about the gym. You're talking about positive psychology. You're a top clinician. You're a teacher. Right. You're a mother. Right. How do you do it all? And you said it perfectly before, and it's choice. It's I have. I'm getting up before my kids get up, and I am even if it's just before putting your on, kids get up. Yeah, wow. Putting on a little, but five minutes. Okay. And the thing is too, and one of the teachers that I listen to, um, you know, it encourages just. positive aspects. Take three minutes. And this might be the easiest of all, Sandra, because you can do this. You take three things, and I'm going to mention them to you, for example. One of the things I can easily get to, the pureness and the joy, is strangely my car. Not because of the type of car I have, but the freedom of driving. Have you ever think about that? I I appreciate (laughs) it. I never did. But that's a good point that you never did. If we can think about it, the car. I mean, I have freedom to go wherever. I can get up. I can get somewhere efficiently. And I mean, taking the bus is not bad, but man, I just love the car, yeah. I, especially in the wintertime. It's warm. It's there. I can get places efficiently. I'm milking the appreciation that I have for a vehicle. Right. Now, it sounds stupid. It sounds not superficial or whatever, but it, it does. When I appreciate my vehicle for five minutes, it does produce the chemicals necessary for what I'm talking about. Right. So as easy as so that's that. that's your positive aspects right there. You know, positive aspects. And then I can actually get into, of course, I can appreciate my kids and my little infant when she smiles. And if I stay there for three minutes, you know what, in the end, Sandra, that's all I'm asking. Right. That, that will get you where you need to go. I can't believe it, Anna Maria, but we are out of time. You are just brilliant. Nice. I want to say that so everybody hears me. You're a brilliant woman and what you've come here to teach us is so important. I'm so grateful to you. Mm. Thank you so much for being on Straight Talk. Oh my God, you're more than welcome, Sandra. It's such a pleasure. And uh, yeah, you know, listen, you're my, I do work for the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Sandra's my clinical director and I wouldn't be where I am without her. So oh. thank you so much. Sandra. So nice. Uh, I'm sure someone listening is going to want to find you. How do they find you? Uh, Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, 777-4530. You can even read 
read a little blog that I, I put together for fun, uh, www.sassypsychologist.com. Yes, and that yeah. phone number, just so people know, we have an international audience. It's 514. 514, thank you. 777-4530. We're very popular all <laughs> around the world. I want to thank everybody um, for listening as well as having Anna Maria uh, Tosco join me and certainly check out her blog. It's a great blog. I love it. It's a sassypsychologist.com. Yeah, fun. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Anna Maria. Uh, I'd like to invite you all to come back next week. If you're interested in anything that was said on the show, you missed the numbers or any information, just go to helpforanxietydepression.com. If you want to listen to any previous shows, to go to straighttalksandarish.com. All the previous shows are there. If you're interested in anything else at all, you can find out through either of the websites or check out our Facebook page too, Straight Talk with Santa Reach. Feel free to leave a comment for Anna Maria or myself. We do love to hear from you. You can hear this and any prior show as a podcast on my website, on the podcast app of your iPhone and on iTunes under Straight Talk with Santa Reach. Don't forget, you can drop me a line, uh, comment or question anytime at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. My name, as always, is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you to learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Keep your eyes on, on the, the, the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and will tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.